When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on? Bar Down Breakdown. And tonight, we are joined by our homies Gene and Tony from Overthinker, the fantastic pop-punk band out of Orlando, Florida. And you were just listening to their latest single, Brain Freeze, which will be out everywhere in early September. And we just had 7-Eleven Day, so we know you are sitting back, sipping on a delicious Slurpee, and this is the perfect soundtrack to do so. So, Gene, Tony, what's going on? Have you ever been in there's like a really long line at 7-Eleven for 7-Eleven Day? No. No? No. Yeah, I've, no. I've never been either. Every time I go, it's like you're in and out. I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, I've never been in line to the, like, the slushy machine at all. Yeah. The only time I've ever been in line at a 7-Eleven is when the construction workers just get out and they all buy, like, two 12 packs of Modelo all oh, yeah, and that's the, that's, that's the longest exactly wait true, every time <laughs> so let, let's talk like uh why you guys uh, decided to write such a fun you know just upbeat song what was okay. the inspiration behind it wait so, isn't this oh. a song that started off as like a wasn't it like different it was like okay yeah. It was like a stay-in song because yeah. of like COVID and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then it turned into a the fun song. Yeah, so it's it's I, I the way I write music is not so a lot of people do it this way, but not everybody does. So if you disagree, like it's fine. But I as I'm a guitar player first, so I write songs usually instrumentally before I work on lyrics. And I had COVID, and I was just stuck inside, and I was I was like feeling fine, but I still was contagious, so I was just bored and just started like making riffs up and 
I wrote a song and I was like, the demo was tentatively called Stuck Inside. And I think at one point I thought about like, oh, maybe I could write about like what that would be, what that feeling's like. Cause you know, it's relatable. Everybody just went through the whole COVID thing recently. And I thought about it a little more and discussed it with like Glenn and some of the other band guys. And we kind of agreed like, maybe it'd be not the best angle to go about with a song, but just because it's, it would feel dated after a few years, you know? We're, I, I'm more into like something that feels timeless. So I don't really remember ex- exactly how it happened, but like I literally was like on the phone with somebody drinking a Slurpee and I got brain freeze and I was like, ah, brain freeze. And and I don't know why, but it just clicked. I was like, brain freeze. Hmm. That'd be like a really funny song idea. <laughs> like just something so simple and stupid. And I was then I like thought about like, okay, how could I write lyrics about this? And I started to, you know, try to find ways to be a little more metaphorical about it or poetic, if you will. And I was like, okay, how about we use brain freeze as like an analogy for like forgetfulness and like a brain fart, if you will, you know? Like, yeah. When you got a word stuck on the tip of your tongue, like, oh, what's, what's that word? I can't remember. Um, so that was kind of it. And then I don't know. It's hard to explain. This, is, this has only happened to us twice. And it was with this song and with Late Again. A lot of our other songs, we usually write a bunch of lyrics, make a bunch of revisions, and it takes a while to get like a final product. But this song specifically, Glenn and I were sitting in the room. We're like, all right, today's lyric day. We're going to write some stuff. And we were stumped for like five minutes. I stepped outside to let my dog outside. And like, I just like, it just started flowing. And I just like started putting together ideas. And it, uh, it just almost is like a blur how like half the lyrics came together. It was just like, you know, the the very first intro of the song, if you if you remember from the part we just played, I went very literal, actually just literal lyrics about like pulling up to a corner store, reaching for some change because I, I just like I got to go buy my like dollar Slurpee or something. I came I used the 184. I don't think Slurpees actually cost that much yet, but it rhymes. So <laughs> it was good. Yeah. I think honestly, last time I paid for a Slurpee, it was probably about a dollar thirty-six or something for a medium. So I mean, it's close. <laughs> um, who was the Who was the guy that in in the band that just went doo-wop? Oh, that's Glenn. what the song needs. Glenn is the doo-wop guy. <laughs> yeah, Glenn's the doo-wop guy for sure. When when we're when we're recording our stuff, um, and I mean, I know you know this, but just for the other people watching, like. Uh, I'm an audio engineer, and we record all of our own music. So when we do it, we're kind of blessed by having like unlimited studio time where we can just experiment with weird stuff. And once we get the main vocals down, it, that's kind of when we have the most fun in the studio because it's like, let's just try some weird stuff. And do the do up part came out the very end. <laughs> the, we were we were done. Something the song. was missing. Yeah, we were done the song, and something was missing, and just all of a sudden, it's just like. Hoo, 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 ah. Ooh, you know just like out of nowhere and then we started adding like layers and recording it to make it but it's all glenn if i solo them it's just like 10 tracks of glenn just like harmonizing <laughs> just doing with harmonizing with himself yeah. yeah you you guys are like the pop punk version of hole and oats like you guys yeah. and your harmonies <laughs> yeah yeah we take pride we take pride in our harmonies for sure you know i think that's like the people or the one thing that people recognize the most at shows mm-hmm. it's like the compliment i hear the most like everybody's always like those harmonies, man. Yeah. <laughs> like the last show, the, yeah. the old guy, he was so cool. Yeah, we just played uh, last, well, now last month, now that it's August. Um, 
we played with our friend uh, Jer and their band, as well as another two other local Orlando bands, Zero Miles Per Hour and Flowers for Emily. And uh, this this guy came up and talked to us. I think he was uh, like the uncle. I think he said I, I might be misremembering uncle or maybe the father of one of the the younger bands that was playing. He was the dad of the drummer from Zero Miles Per Hour. That's what it was. No, was it Zero? Yes. Okay. Well, he was the father, and uh, he came up to us, and you know, obviously, he's he's been used to seeing a lot of shows and supporting his son's band, who Zero Miles Per Hour. If you haven't heard them, check them out. They're fantastic. They're they're doing really well in Orlando right now. But uh, he came up to us, and he was like, you know, I used to play in a band back in the '80s, and I just could not believe when I heard you guys play that there was harmonies. Like we love harmonies. And yeah, he he's said, like, bands don't do that anymore. He said he was about to leave. He was like, I was about to leave, and then I heard those harmonies, and I stayed. Yeah, it was it was, it was a nice comment. You know, it's cool to, you know, we do we do touch on nostalgia sometimes with our music, but more towards people our age and like their late twenties, early thirties who listen to early two thousands pop punk, but. Mm-hmm. Kind of getting some of the older guys from the seventies yeah. and eighties to be appreciating is like that was nice, cool, a nice win yeah. for sure. Yeah, and you know, I've I've heard that song live twice already. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously it's not even out yet. And you know, sometimes it's a little risky playing new songs. Like you know, yeah. how's the crowd going to react? But you know, being in the crowd and seeing just everyone like bopping along, like you know, it's it's already got people like vibe into it and it's a song that they've never heard before and right you know that that's uh just a testament to the the track that you guys you know created yeah thank you yeah no we, we do we get a little risky with it and it, it might just be because we're still a smaller band that we don't have we don't have to worry i mean i'm sure big bands have to be careful about it because people will take videos and leak the song and it could potentially hurt their numbers and for us we're you know, whatever. If somebody hears my song early, I'm glad you took the time to check it out. Thank you. You know, like we're we're not worried about it getting leaked. We want we obviously like every band want to see numbers because we can use that to help grow our band. But mm-hmm. at this point, it's almost more like let's 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 try it out of the show and see what people think about it without knowing what it is. If they like it, then we know we gotta we gotta actually push this one when we release it and promote it and try our best it's- to get people to listen. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's that's usually the song that you guys do like the most crowd interaction with too. Like at the beginning, you have Glenn basically teach the doo wop part of the yep. song, and then so everybody like when they hear it, they're like, "Oh shit, this is that part of the song." Yeah. Everybody gets involved, so you see like you know even if it's like ten to fifteen people singing along, it's just like an awesome experience to hear everybody like kind of like harmonizing with you guys as you're doing that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we wanted to try try to get a little like it is tough being a band without like a designated front person because both glenn and i do pretty equal parts singing and we also play instruments so um you know when we see other bands play that have like a designated front person running around able to you know bring energy to the crowd and try to hype people up we, we've always felt like that's kind of tough to navigate when you're i'm stuck in front of a mic stand playing a guitar so one of the things we thought was like, oh, this would be a perfect opportunity to try to teach people to sing along. It's not even lyrics. It's just like, ba ba da da, you know, mm-hmm. like you teach them, teach them at the, preface them at the beginning of the song live. And then when the part comes in, we have a little, little like kind of little dynamic quiet down part in the song. And we, we kind of, okay, this is how it goes. Sing along. It's been fun. People have been receiving it well. Now, and I think it definitely helps like when they do, when, 
not every show people are willing to participate, yeah. but when they do participate, uh, it seems like they generally reciprocate even better with the song because they were a little more involved with like the catchiness of that part or something. And they'll remember it too for longer because mm-hmm. that'll like stay in their head because it's like, hey, I was a part of this. Like, yeah, I remember this song. So. Yeah, and, and pretty soon though, when, once the track's out, you won't even have to teach people that part. They're just gonna do yeah. it automatically. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that's the dream, right? <laughs> that's the dream. <laughs> we hope so. So, so correct me if I'm wrong. There is a, a feature on this track as well, that's right? Right. That's right. So we, uh, the, the uh, artist that we mentioned, we played with last month, Jer. Um, is a really good friend of ours, specifically Glenn. Uh, I think, believe if I'm, I might be wrong about this. I'm sorry, Glenn, if I'm wrong. I believe they went to high school together. They've known each other forever. So um, I'm pretty sure it was, it's high school that they, they've known. If not, it's just from the local music scene in South Florida. But um, they've been friends for a long time. And uh, we've always kind of been reciprocating, supportive with, I mean, pretty much every band in the area. But um, it was one of those things where we felt we wanted like a nice horn part in the song um and we don't we don't play glenn, glenn can play the trumpet but we don't play horns and so we kind of thought about it and we, we asked jer if they'd be willing to help out and they were super excited about it and sent us over some wonderfully tracked stuff that we just drop right in the song and made the whole song like 20 times better to be honest we're a little yeah. bit of a stop in now without trying <laughs> What's funny, like I, I, it, it sucks that Glenn's not here, but I think, mm-hmm. I think Jer and Glenn have collaborated on every project they've been on together. I think you're so right. I remember they were in a side project together called like Eleven Twelve back in the day. Yeah, um, that sounds right. And then Jer did a did a couple spots on the Bad Year uh, records. Really? That sounds great. I'm... They did. Um... I wish he was here. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm like trying to remember. I know Jerry was so now on. Justin yeah. can just make up everything. Yeah. No, like <laughs> actually I, happened. I, I don't know <laughs> what it is, but Glenn. every every Glenn every Glenn project, I've been like majorly obsessed with just because like Bad Year when they came out, you know, was was definitely a band that I needed at the time just because I related to Glenn so much during that mm-hmm. entire period. Um, and then when Tap Street. Yeah, I've been on Tap Street. <laughs> nice. I know. It went, the, once I saw that come out, I was like, I knew that entire walk he did. I know that entire street, like the back of my hand. Um, yeah. And it's it's crazy because I've known Glenn for fuck, dude. I've known Glenn for well over a decade at this wow. point. Like, um, like we had, we went to shows together at Talent sh- at the Talent Farm. That's where I met Jared. That's where I met Jared from Last Disaster. Um, so it's crazy, like seeing seeing everybody coalesce all together like yeah. in orlando for like different events it's just like it blows my it blows my mind just like how like they've all grown and i don't know i feel like a proud papa yeah <laughs> it, is, it is cool to see I, i'm not even originally from florida but you know just meeting so many people and learning about it all it's it's cool to see and i mean i'm uh, it's unfortunate to hear so many people are trying to get out of South Florida because you all had such a cool community with Talent we Farm. Did. But at least, you know, everybody's still doing stuff and it seems like Orlando's a good place to reconvene. So that's cool. I think everybody went to Orlando. Yeah, like Joey <laughs> and Danny from Feel Real as well. Yep. And uh, um, our new guitar player, um, Aaron Alvarado, used to play guitar in Joey and Danny's old band, Far Too Young. Mm-hmm. So another South Florida guy as well. Yes. 
it's crazy how everybody just kind of like, hey, the scene's dead. We're all moving to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except Jared. Jared went back. Jared went back. Yeah. Jared <laughs> needs to come to Orlando. He's got a, he's yeah, got he a, really does. He's got a big boy job, though. It makes sense. That's true. He went to he, had, he went back to go to school. We'll give him that. Yeah, he did. He went to Canada first, and then he went to, yeah, to South Canada. Florida. Man. For, Wait, former guest. Yeah, he did a, a, a semester abroad for like six in months. Montreal. In Montreal. Whoa. Justin laying down the facts. Mm-hmm. Dude, if I, if there's one thing I follow, it's like all my friends that are playing music. Like, I always just kind of like keep really close with them. And like, it's funny, like when Jared and Glenn were coming up, like I was in a band. I was, I had to have been maybe like 23 or 24 when they were like 19, 18, 19. Maybe. They could have been 20s, too. But I remember seeing, like, Jared's first band ever, like, play a show. Um, I remember Cold seeing, like... Uh, no, called Cold Arms. Called Arms. No, Cold Called Fire Arms. Glenn's band, right? That was Glenn's band. Called Arms. That's right. That's right. I, I wasn't there for that. I just heard about it all. <laughs> and, yeah, it was it was just cool. Like, we all played shows together. And, like, we like there was, like, this big fest down there called, like, Pop Rocks and Soda Fest. Cool. And it was at like a like an indoor skate park, and like we would all just go and like rip sets and like hang out with each other. And I don't know, it was like it was a different it was a different scene back then in South Florida. I really do miss it, but Orlando yeah. has a lot of the feels right now and way better talent. Yeah, it's a it's unfortunate that like I've I've for, I grew up in Vermont, so I grew up with a similar kind of scene in Burlington, where. And when I got into it, when I was like, you know, freshman or sophomore in high school, my first band was starting to play shows at a local all ages venue, um, which every every story I hear about the talent farm reminds me of this venue that we used to play at called 242 Main mm-hmm. all ages venue. They recently closed it down in the last, I think, five years. And um, it was uh, like historically the oldest all ages venue in the country because it was the only one that survived without a bar for so long. It was government funded. They finally closed it down. But, um, you know, I wasn't even in the peak of the scene. Like the, the guys that I used to look up to when I was a kid just playing in my first bands and their bands were so cool. They were coming off at the end of like a real big peak of like a booming scene. And I got to enjoy part of that. And, you know, now that I'm not living there, I hear, you know, some, some bands coming in and out, like starting some new things, but you know, it's weird to see like where a scene in a city is popular for one group of, I don't know, half a decade or so can completely die down and like a new one emerges in a different city. It's, it's weird to see that happen, you know? So I'm just curious, tell me some of the, the shows that you caught in Burlington because, you know, geographically, it's a tough place to to route like a, yes. a lot of major tours are not going that far up north in Vermont. Like right. Maybe they'll hit like Bennington or like places that are south, like closer to Albany and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty far up there. So yeah. what what shows do you remember catching when you were in high school? So to be honest, not as many as I wish. Uh, when I moved to Florida, I, I was like eyes this big at like every band that i grew up loving was making a stop in orlando or tampa or somewhere close i couldn't believe it i was seeing all these bands i'd loved for 15 years but i got to see a few um you know like a lot of a lot of bands i would i think would either end up playing there before they became big or they played there maybe like kind of you know they're 
peak and now they're kind of like riding off of like maybe they put out an album that's like not quite as good as their most successful one they're they're starting to play some smaller markets or we also got a lot of um like one-off stops when like bands were going to canada like because we were i mean i i would travel to montreal it was only about a two-hour drive from where i lived and i'd see a lot of bigger tours at the bell center in montreal but um not as many as well like I, we saw like you know bands like the red jumpsuit apparatus came and played and i think my 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 most prideful one and this was like one of my old bands actually got to play this it was at that venue 242 main and god it must have been 2009 or something we played with man overboard and balancing composure at a small venue man overboard had, had i believe just released real talk and balancing composure was still riding off like their first ep and it was like nobody had heard like people had sort of heard of man overboard there was like a, a cr- crowd of people that were there to check them out but it was like a i can't believe i played with this band before they became massive kind of thing so that was kind of cool Hell yeah. And Gene, what, what scene did you grow up in? Are you an Orlando gang? I actually grew up in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I honestly didn't get into music until uh, I think like late high school. And that was with my um, good friend Austin Allison. And uh, he got me very heavy into the kind of like ambient rock scene. Um like one of my first concerts in that scene was Circa Survive, which ended up being like one of my favorite like live bands. Awesome band live. I've never had as much fun as nope. I have at a Circa Survive show. So, dude, I saw one of their first shows ever. Like Circa Anthony, Survive? yeah. So Anthony Ooh. Green just like left Seosin. This is two thousand five. Their EP hasn't like wasn't even out yet. Like what was it? Act Appalled is the EP, mm. their first EP. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Yeah, so like that EP wasn't even out yet, and they were on tour at Gatsby's American Dream and Bear vs. Shark, and they played. It was at the time VP South, but now it's AMH, and I, you know, I'm sure Circus Survive hasn't played a, a venue that size like in 15 years. Like that's how long it's been. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah, my last Circus Survive show was so cool. I um, I was actually living in Denver. And I got all access passes to the Bluebird Theater to see uh, Circa, Chan, and I think Hail the Sun was it? Nice. Yeah. So that was a really show. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Hell yeah! And where about in New York were you? I was in Queens, New York. I lived there until I was about uh, fifteen or sixteen. Sweet. And and on on that last tour you guys uh were on with Last Disaster, you guys played like Staten Island, right? Staten Island, yeah. Did you guys stay with family? Did you have family come out to that? Um, Staten Island's kind of a different world than Queens, honestly. <laughs> yeah. We were there very briefly. Um my family is also like very into like very different things. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like they work a lot and, you know, like touring and the shows, it's like it's, it goes on late. So I, di- I did not get to see my family there, but yeah. it was nice being in New York for sure. I hadn't yeah. been back in like over 10 years. Oof. We yeah, when I, when I saw that date, I was <laughs> huh? like, this is pretty, pretty sweet because not too many tours like hit Staten Island. Like 
Yeah, they, they usually go to like Brooklyn or Queens or or Long Island. Like Staten, Staten Island, Island was probably like one of the more fun ones. Yeah, we we had a really Mother good Pugs time. was sick. Yeah, we played at this <laughs> venue called Mother Pug Saloon. Um, it was actually uh, Jared's friend Chris. Um, I think he's from South Florida originally, or I, I maybe it was a, a college thing, but um, he's pl- playing in a band up there and helped us set up that show and. We had a good time. I did. I will say, I'm, I'm from up north, but I didn't spend a ton of time in the city, so I had no like full realization of how like big it is to the point where like Staten. Like, we have friends from like the Brooklyn area and like Queens. We're like, oh, you should come. We're gonna be in New York. It's like in the city. It's Staten Island. But everybody's like, man, like I'm gonna try, but that's like a two hour commute. And I was like, Just traffic. Like, it's, isn't it right there? But it's yes, yeah, traffic oh, yeah. and trains or whatever it needs to be, buses and. But yeah, we had a great time at Staten Island. There was uh, there was one guy uh, specifically I remember talking to outside of the venue after, and he was just like so excited that a show happened, like a punk show happened here. He's like, "Man, you guys got to come back! Like, we never get cool shows here in Staten Island." <laughs> yeah. It's you. What would you say? Staten Island is pretty cool, right? I'm like, "Yeah, it's cool, man." He's like, "It's awesome! Like, we love Staten Island. We're proud of Staten Island, and everybody thinks we're like the outcasts." And he was he, he, he we went on a conversation he was relating us he was like we're kind of like florida you know we're like the weird weirdos <laughs> <laughs> i was like all right like i can't I the parallel pete pete davidson is basically like the the bathroom stall in florida just like covered up in weird drawing <laughs> tats yeah <laughs> yeah they actually there was uh one one of the Opening acts, he I, I think dedicated this song to Pete Davidson. <laughs> if not, he, he talked about Pete Davidson and Staten Island like, King, you know, man. He's, he's one that he made it. We, we're proud of him. That's our guy. And I was like, that's awesome. Like I'm glad you have song. that community. That's how Cleveland feels about Machine Gun Kelly, too. Honestly, <laughs> absolutely love him. Yeah, I, I guess since we're we're talking about that run, um, you know, how did it come to be? Um, you know, we we already mentioned Jared has like a big boy job. So like, what was like the real like spark that made you guys head out on the road for that? Like, you guys went from North Carolina all the way up to to New York, so it was mm-hmm. a pretty long run. Well, it was. Uh, we had been wanting. To, we hadn't hit the road since pre-COVID, other than like a couple little one-off shows. Um, so we've been wanting to like get back out and. Um, it also worked out that Jared had some available time off in the summer. Like he had just the, the, if, if you had last disaster on the show, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. But you, you've probably already heard about it all, but yeah, he, he had, you know, to focus on his, his like college degree and passing the bar and then like COVID, he, they released the album and COVID happened. So he hadn't gotten to play much either. So we were just kind of shooting the shit one day and he's like, you know what? Like, what if we just do something together? And Jared, you know, was, you know, a little worried about, you know, because it's just him really for Last Disaster. So he's worried about members. And Gene, Glenn, and I were like, dude, we got you. Like, we'll we'll learn the songs. I already, I, I recorded the, the first EP. So I already was pretty familiar with them. We're like, we can do this. We'll, we'll do it. And we'll share the cost of a van rental. And we'll all just pack into a van and it'll be fine. We'll share the gear. It'll save our costs. And we actually, we had a really great time. It's probably, from every we've done about five runs now uh as overthinker and like 
even for just you know like a week long run like it's probably the the best time we've had where we, we actually came back with profit like considering we rented like a van had to pay expenses that we normally didn't have to have it was pretty pretty successful for us for for a diy run anyway you know that was my first one that was yeah Oh, sick! And and your like very first show out of state was at the Den. Yeah, oh, store, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we normally we normally tr- try to book a little bit more like connected dates without long drives. But one of the one of the things that that we really talked about, especially for Jared, is he was like, I want to like go do the whole East Coast. I want to go to New York. And I was like, All right, we can do it. Let's just. But we have a limited amount of days. So yeah. Let's just we'll just start to start with a drive and start a little bit up the coast. And then we'll do, we'll do it like that. Cause that's the only way we can really squeeze about adding like five more days, you know? Yeah. So it wasn't too bad. We had a great and, time at that den show. That was so much fun. Dude. That That's like my only show I've ever caught there. And <laughs> I, I guess like, unfortunately, but also at like the same time, it's a, like has a silver lining, like they're shutting down the den and they're actually like making a legit venue. Right. Oh, okay. I feel like I remember yeah. kind of mentioning yeah. that was going to be a thing when we were there. Yeah, but Justin, like, it's it's like the coolest house show you can ever imagine. Like the the sound and the light setup and everything, and like having like porter potties and like just like just the, I the thought of everything. Yeah. Like driving up to the area, you're like out in nature and stuff like that. That was really cool. Do you remember like the background from? Do you, you play Guitar Hero? Yeah, uh, not you, so much. Okay, well, it's there's if you actually play through the story mode of it, you have like a band, and like the first four songs are like your first like shows, and then like every show there's like a cooler backstage, and like the band becomes more and more successful. The first couple shows, it's like a backyard venue, and like it gave me that same vibe, like a cool little stage with like string lights across everywhere, and like tiki torches to keep the mosquitoes away, and. It was cool. It was very cool. Yeah. Too bad, Justin. You, you'll never get to play there. But it, it, <laughs> I've got it was, definitely a, it was a spot, man. And that, like, honestly, that that show was so sick, too. Like, Charm, that band is so awesome. Yeah. But, you really know, cool. Obviously, you guys, Last Disaster, and then Come Clean. Like, mm-hmm. that was a, a stacked show. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Hell yeah! Well, and and his kids, his kids were so funny, man. Oh, they were like trying to haggle. Like I remember pulling up, and they're like, (laughs) because there's only like a really long gravel road up to their like detached Mm -hmm. garage, and the kids stopped us at the at the like very beginning of the gravel road, and they were like, "Hey, do you have any weapons or drugs?" And we're like, (laughs) "Like, are they asking for them or?" Are they gonna try to like? They're crazy. Stop. They're, so They're gonna grift you out of your drugs. Yeah, but yeah, they were just running security for the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. They were so cool. Very cool. So hopefully, hopefully the new spot can bring a little bit of that character to it because yeah, they're gonna have the kids running security. Cool. Well, probably not because I think that's why, they're, <laughs> that's why they're trying to move away from the den is making it a little safer for them. Yeah, maybe they, they're like, oh, maybe we'd be a little maybe too Maybe we shouldn't have done that. Worry about the kids running around like that. <laughs> I was kind of looking forward to going back to the den. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. The den 2.0. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think they're still going to call it the den, too. I think it's just moving to like a brick and mortar location in downtown Winston-Salem. Oh, sure. okay. 
Yeah. Which yeah. is still like a, a, a sweet location, especially if you're going to do like Charlotte, Winston, Raleigh, like hitting those three cities or three different scenes and still like far enough away where you're not like stealing people from either scene. Shows. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely want to jump into way more overthinker. But before we do that, do want to let everyone know about our sponsor, DraftKings. So new customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code THPN. But just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible and gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after assurance. One boost per game. Opt-in required. Max bet of $50. 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility wagering deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. All right, here we go. Bar down breakdown again. Even though you're not going on vacation, summer's all about the vacation state of mind. Whether I want to sit down and listen to that new Better Lovers album, God Made Me an Animal, on repeat, or just need to retreat inside my own head for a little bit, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you need, a, uh, you need some upbeat music just to pump you up before you get to go see people or even stay calm with some guided meditation. Uh, I love putting on my Raycons whenever I'm heading out to a show and I need to listen to some music to pump me up. But let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen to your music. Use earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Raycons even have 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime. So you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit. And they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, and they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your soundtrack this summer with Raycon. Right now, Bar Down Breakdown listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. All right. So I, I guess let's talk a little origination of Overthinker. Um, so we already mentioned, Tony, you were from Vermont. So like when you moved to Orlando, like did you start Overthinker like right away or kind of? How did that come to be? Sort of. So I actually, Overthinker kind of is like a, a 
a spinoff of the first band I started in Florida. Um, when I when I moved here, uh, I did start writing some music, and you know I didn't have like a, a ton of connections with other musicians, so I just kind of like wrote some stuff and uh, met a good friend of mine, Jeff, and uh, he helped me like record everything. And he was also a drummer, so he ended up playing the drum parts. That was like the one thing I really couldn't do. And uh, that band was called The Year I Disappear. And that was like kind of like my, like I moved out of my hometown. I moved to I disappear. You know, it's kind of it's, it's silly to look back at it, but that's that was the band, and that was the first band I had in Florida. Um, and that band, basically, what ended up happening was we just had like a a little bit too much of a revolving door of members, to the point where it just became like it was like a totally different band. So we decided it was probably best to just rebrand started start as like a new band so that's where we came up with overthinker and um that's kind of how that started so um at the end of the day like you know it, it's kind of the same band but we just you know change the name have some you know new members and stuff and we we have like a totally different spin on the sound now because of that you know especially like glenn and i really collaborate well on the songwriting and whatnot so We've kind of added a little more pop element to it instead of like the emo side of it. Yeah, cool. And then Gene, you kind of joined about a year or so. How long have you been an overthinker? It's yeah. been like two, two years, two years now. Yeah, yeah, it's been about two years. Um, during COVID, uh, I was me and Tony were actually so bored. We ended up uh, picking up skateboarding again. Mm-hmm. And we were just like hit in the park like almost every day, like hardcore. Like we were out here just like really trying to get good at skateboarding. And um, I wasn't doing any music at the time. I actually was taking a break from music and uh, potentially just like focusing on like my like like my career, like with art and stuff like that. And uh, pretty much like every other day, me and Tony would uh, would hang out and just like bust our asses at the park, <laughs> like sweating. And then I think just like after like a good like solid month and a half of that, I guess something was going on like with their drummer. And then he asked me like, what's up with music? Like, what am I doing? And I was like, honestly, nothing. <laughs> Sadly, nothing. I'm just out here skateboarding now. And, uh, yeah, just by hanging out and skateboarding, you know, we kind of, like, became very close friends. And then from that, you know, the whole music thing started to blossom. And mm. and then the rest is just history. We started hanging out pretty much, like, all the time after that. Yep. And that was during so, COVID. Are you on the studio version for Brain Freeze or, like, Late Again or any of those? Not Late Again. Late Again was tracked by Will... Will Ryan, our original drummer, we still love. We have we're a great relationship with him. He, he unfortunately he ended up moving up to New York City, so it was a little difficult to kind of maintain the band with him living up there. So that's when Gene stepped in. Yeah, so far I'm just on New Stranger and Brain Freeze. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and you said so far. So are we expecting some other tracks as well? Yes, lots of tracks. Yeah. <laughs> like an album yeah. worth of tracks we're looking like it yeah okay okay we'll see, we'll i like see. that we, we, we've got some stuff in the works uh but there's you know as everybody has there's a bunch of a bunch of weeding out process of which songs make the cut so we'll see if we actually make it to a full length or not it's kind of we've always dreamed of doing we have well, been in eps and singles bands so i was like let's 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 do a put together a bunch of songs and have fun 
Hell yeah, I love that. Were, were Gene, were you an overthinker yet when you played Bar Down Breakfast year one? Was yeah, that, I think so. Was that the one... With Jared at Last Disaster, right? You played with Last Disaster that show, right? At the Den show. No, no, no. no. In, in Orlando. The one in Orlando. That show, uh, Matt, uh, our friend Matt Eton, who also drums in this band, Fast Walker, played drums for Last Disaster for that. Oh, okay. I feel like I, I could have sworn I saw you at that show. Oh, was that at Uncle Lou's? Yeah. Yeah, it was the, the Lou's Wolf Pub. No, no, no. I was. You might have been hanging out. You, yeah, yeah I, you were there. there. Yeah. I was there, but I don't think I was a part of it. No, I don't think we played that one. We did okay. with last, it was confusing because Glenn and I played with Last Disaster, and then I also played Without a Time. Oh, that, yeah. that's what it I was. I had just gone back from the tour from the Bar Down Run Without a Time. So. Yeah. You, you literally got in. We, I think we drove in at 9 a.m. Something ridiculous. And then you now. immediately went to a practice with Last Disaster yeah. at your studio. Yeah. And. <laughs> And then the next day was the fest. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Good times. Good times. So, um, wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> so l- let's talk. Um, you know the, I guess the the future for Overthinker. Um, you know, what what is like a, you know, we made it moment that you guys are kind of striving for. I'm sure like that show you just played in Orlando was probably at the top of your list. Cause it looked like there was hundreds of people there. So like, <laughs> what, what's the, the next step for overthinker? Like what's the next goal for you guys? I think really for us, it's just, we want to, we want to just kind of hit the road more. Um, last year doing like that one. Well, I guess it was this year. feels like last year now, but doing that, doing that one tour with last disaster was a blast. And, you know, coming up on the end of the year, we'll probably play a few more shows, and you know, we want to just play in a few more cities and have a good time and keep write, writing music like like we talked about. We're we, we're trying to put something a little more substantial out. Probably it'll realistically be next year at this point, but you know, that'll be kind of a good milestone for us to just like new music out, keep playing, and hopefully just playing some bigger and more exciting shows. And, Kind of keep, yeah. keep grinding with it, and, and then you kind of hinted at it that you are going to be filming a video for Brain Freeze. That's right. That's right. We have a video that's going to be coming out with it. Um, we're going to kind of get all the filming done this weekend, actually. So nice. Should be fun. We're doing it with Tony Catalano, who's a good friend of ours, and also Out of Times. If you saw the uh, Ghosted video, the Out of Time put out, that was uh, done by Tony. So, fantastic videographer and a good friend of ours willing to help us out a lot on that so should be exciting so good he did um he did the stormwalling music video too that was his Mm -hmm. first that's right his first official music video was was have you ever been in a stormwalling yeah and it was the funniest thing ever he does work for like we the kings and simple (laughs) that's that's sweet shit yeah he's doing great work too i uh he, he just did a, a. I can't. I don't know if I should announce it because it's, it's not announced yet. But another good friend of ours band. He just did their video and the cut that I saw looks fantastic. So we'll be we'll be all resharing it when it comes out. I don't know. I don't nice. spoil anything if it's supposed to be under wraps or something. But you know. 
And are you guys going to like break into a Seven Eleven and film it in there? <laughs> so we we have we have been uh, we have been talking about we, we we started getting back on our posting on social media like TikToks and everything, and uh, we're 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 going to start a campaign where we're we're going to start reviewing Slurpees at different gas stations, and I think we're going to try to see if we can get Seven Eleven's attention. They have they have an official TikTok, so. Yeah, oh. to get their attention, you know, maybe maybe they'll if they like us enough, they might resh- reshare a video or something. But yeah, you're gonna you start guys... something new, like Taco Bell <laughs> has feed the beat. Seven Eleven yeah. has like some Slurpee campaign yeah. to help musicians. <laughs> They're gonna end up getting like barstool sports in on it, like how Mark Mike Mike Portnoy goes to all the pizza places and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's, it's pretty good pie. You just go yeah. to like all the different like uh, gas stations, and be like, this is a polar ice. It's not as good as like the Slurpee is, or like yeah. around trying all the different ones. This is the Burger King Coke. Yeah. Well, we, we realized, too, in, in the, the song, we have a lyric that says, uh, I'm chilling harder than the Slurpee in my hand. And we realized after the fact that Slurpee is actually like a, a copyrighted. copyrighted term <laughs> for the specific 7-Eleven frozen beverage. You know, if you go to another place, it's icy or yep. freezy. They all have different names. So, uh I mean, hopefully we don't get in trouble for that, but I'm sure it's okay. I don't know, man. That would be oh. super punk rock. Just having Seven <laughs> Eleven coming with... after you. <laughs> if, if, That's if, the if, last if, thing we need is another Orlando band getting a cease and desist from a major corporation. You know, I know I normally kind of cringe when I see bands post stuff like this, but if Seven Eleven actually gives us a hard time, I will definitely be posting a Seven Eleven didn't want us to post this song. We're doing yeah. it anyway. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so. great. So, so uh, what is your favorite Slurpee or slushy flavor? Blue for sure is mine. Jean? Baja Freeze. Baja Freeze. Ooh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Dude, I've only had good. one. Like, wait, wait, I lied. Oh, I don't know if this counts as. <laughs> but what's the one from Chick Fil A? I don't oh, even know. The lemonade one, frozen lemonade one, frosty lemonade. Yeah, that one. I, that so one's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. I gotta that's, try that one. Number one for sure. <laughs> number two is Baja Freeze. Yeah, the Baja Blast Freeze at Taco Bell is very good. Yeah, that is solid. Solid Have choice. I've only had it once, but it it was definitely like a one and done. Like I was just like, this is fantastic, but I probably shouldn't have it all the time. Yeah. Gene, go to go to the Taco Bell Cantina and you can get alcohol in that. Oh yeah. Oh, I've no. had that before too. No thanks. That's good. No thanks. <laughs> I don't. Do you I don't have those in Orlando? How- yeah, yeah, we have, we have two. three or four. Well, I thought we have more than that, yeah. I only know about the one. There's one in downtown Orlando. Oh, I think you're right. There's one at... Uh, there's one by UCF. One by UCF, and there's one by the iDrive or something, I think, now, too. Yeah. They might be opening one on City Walk too. <laughs> you might be right. More than likely. Well, there, I've been to, I've been to the here. one by UCF. That was it so far. People the one downtown is a shit show. Yeah. yeah. It's, kind of, it's kind of a little overpriced for the novelty. Like They literally pour... Uh, like a shot. I think they pour a shot of tequila or rum or uh. vodka. I think you get like three choices. Just in the bottom of the cup and then fill it with the Slurpee. Or with the, they didn't even mix it. They didn't even mix it. You have to do it yourself with the straw. Or else your first sip is just all liquor. <laughs> um, it seems like Orlando gets a lot of those trendy places before other cities. Yeah. Yeah, it's because we're such a huge tourist spot. You know, we're one of the biggest tourist destinations in, in the country. I'm pretty sure, just because of Disney and the theme parks and all that stuff. People come from all over the world to see that. 
Yeah, I I love Orlando. Like I've been going the past couple of years, like every year. And if if I wasn't so tied down to Charlotte, like I would consider moving there, especially in going on cruises and stuff. And it's so close yeah. and convenient. So close. Mikey, we had a we had a two hour wait for one of the largest attractions in Florida, uh, the White Castle. <laughs> That's people ridiculous. waited two hours for White wow. Castle. Dude, well, when to that be first fair, opened, we got rid of Crystal, so now you don't have anything comparable. Did all Crystal go? No, I don't think all Crystal went away. I mean, the ones that I remember seeing are all closed, but yeah, there might yeah. be a few still. But I think there's like maybe like a couple in like Pine Hills or like West oh, yeah, maybe, or something like maybe out there on the other side of the city. That was my first when I first saw Crystal. I was like, oh, it's just it's White Castle, but no. they also serve breakfast. <laughs> it's not yeah. good. What, it's not good. Castle, it's not, not good. good. Not good. It's it's a novelty thing. It I is know. like it. I'm sure, like after those people waited two hours in line for it, they got it. And they were like, "What the fuck? Like, why did I just?" Yeah, Harold and Kumar lied to us. Man. Yeah, it seemed like it was way better. Dude, Mikey, they opened up a second building just for takeout orders next to White Castle. <laughs> so, like, if you just order takeout, you just walk up to that building, grab your shit, and go. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that how crazy. that's how busy that location is. It's dumb. <clears throat> I still haven't been. Yeah, I haven't had it. We are, we are also getting we're getting a Bucky's in Central Florida. We are getting a Bucky's That's in Central the next Florida. Yeah, now, what are you gonna do, Justin? <laughs> what am I gonna do? I'm gonna go to Bucky's. Yeah, yeah. No, but like that's like your whole thing. Like you want to hit it on every stop when you're on tour. Like well, now it's gonna so, lose its flavor. It's funny because Murphy was the one that brought that up. Uh he actually said, you know, hey, you know, here to the first Bucky's in Daytona, that's essentially a half tank of gas in a van so we'll fill up there and then the next full tank of gas we need is in florence south carolina which is there's yeah. another bucky's so that's how <laughs> yeah. we that's how we mapped everything out for bucky's these to runs. Our trip. it's like it's like most people with teslas they have like a pre-planned destination for software <laughs> chargers we have bucky stops as our gee that's I, not even the craziest though because the second after another band that we had on the podcast that we played with up for year two of a bar down break that break fest their gas or don't like their gas meter doesn't work oh so no. they have to they have to go on the they have to reset their trip every time and they know like at around like 300 to 320 miles they got to fill up it's time i've done i've had a car like that before i know <laughs> that's like it's not fun I ran no. out of gas a few times because of that. Because I was, I roll the dice a little bit. I think, I think I can make it. I can make it. <laughs> nope. It, that was a lyric and late again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I recently had my first Bucky's experience, and uh, it was funny because like uh, Tony and Glenn would like not <laughs> shut up about Bucky's, and I'm like, what's Bucky's, and why is everybody like, why are you guys so like obsessed with it? And they're like, dude, you just. Wait till we get there and like you'll understand or whatever. Never seen a Bucky's, never heard of it or whatever. Then I get there and it's like basically like Walmart. I'm like, what is going on? It's so funny because they like sandwiches, iced coffee, fountain sodas, clothing, home decor, and hunting equipment. They have everything. It was like smokers, camping gear. It was like two in the morning. It was like two in the morning. We're like so tired, but like as soon as we got there, Glenn and Tony were like the happiest like little kids ever. Like just, and I was like, I was just having a fun time, like watching them have a fun time. Yeah, 
I think maybe if there's a if there if I can with having a Bucky's close to us, that's probably better for us to not feel obligated to stop on every tour because yeah. between snacks, drinks, some type of souvenir, I always end up spending way more than I wanted to. Like twenty, twenty five bucks every <laughs> yeah. time we go. You're on tour is this independent way day. You're always trying to budget. I, I will but, say that this this last one we did um wasn't that bad. Like we were, at, we actually kind of contained ourselves with a snack. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the the run that we did with 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 uh, you guys and Overthinker too, like we went hard on the snacks that run. Like yeah. we had the like the pork rinds, we had the beef jerky, we had the animal crackers, we had the pecans. Like all everyone in the band had something, <laughs> and it was just like we we're like, who's got this? And they would just like throw it up to the front of the van. <laughs> we would just start snacking on it. Um, <laughs> But it's just like it's just, it's a good spot to to stop, get some get some food, get some drinks. Cheapest yeah. batteries ever. The batteries yes. can get a twenty four pack of Energizer for like ten you bucks. Changed, you changed my life pointing that one out to me for sure. <laughs> I also think it was funny good on the, the the bar down run when we stopped there with the crease guys. I feel like every single person in that band, and mind you, there was like nine people crammed in the van. Every single person bought their own bag of beaver nuggets. So there was <laughs> beaver nuggets everywhere. I think we ended up having to pay a cleaning fee on the van because they had to clean beaver nuggets out of the seat or something. Dude, it was it was crazy too because we stopped at like six six a.m. because we had drove we we drove from South Carolina straight to Orlando, and the 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 guys in Crease were like sleep deprived, so they were half asleep when they walked in there, and they were just like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> this is the most American thing I've ever seen." <laughs> Kyle bought like a "Don't Tread on Me" uh, coffee turvis. <laughs> he was so proud. Of that. He was so proud of it. Everybody like just like like DK bought like a whole bunch of like Bucky shirts, and he got like the brisket sandwich or like I think it was breakfast at the time. So he got like the brisket biscuit or whatever it was. Like it was it was just so wholesome. I think we took him to every gas station all the way down too. Yeah, Royal Farms. She showed them showed them what America's all about. Wawa. They were sipping on America. soup on the way back. <laughs> <Our> truck stops. <laughs> truck stops, baby. They're like, "Oh, we got at 7-Eleven or just taquitos." We're like, "Yeah, we got those too." <laughs> yeah, we got those. <laughs> among other things. <laughs> oh boy. Well, dudes, thank you so much for hanging up. Before yeah. we let you guys leave, um do we do we have any shows for the rest of the year or anything else other than the single that you want to plug away? Uh, we we do have a show on uh, the end of this month on the thirty first of August. We're playing in Orlando with Kerosene Heights and our local friends in Lake Father and Porch Coffin. So that will be the next one, and uh, we may have some more stuff later throughout the year. That's uh, still, nothing's one hundred percent confirmed announced yet, but. So that would be the one to plug right now. And then, yeah, Brain Freeze will be out on September 1st, Labor Day weekend, last weekend of the summer. It's a summer song. So mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, Every time to get a Slurpee. Get a Slurpee in honor of us. Listen to the song. Maybe we can get a petition, Facebook group, everybody drink a Slurpee at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Mikey, Mikey, clip this one so we can get 7 Eleven uh, to sponsor this one. Yeah. yeah. Song of the Let summer. Please sponsor yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And, and is that show at Will's? Uh, it's actually at a venue called Iron Cow. Okay. A cool cool venue in Orlando uh, in the what they call the Milk District over by one of the TG Lee Milk Factories. Uh, 
very nice like high quality drinks i think they also serve sushi it's like a hi-fi sushi lounge they call it used it. to be like a vegan restaurant too yeah. and they like converted it to a sushi restaurant yeah and the, the owner from what I, I i don't know if i've actually met him before i heard he was like an old audio guy been in the studio world so like he's really takes pride in the sound there so i've heard some great things about that we, we played there once before a while ago but it's a great, yeah, great and, spot. And cool. We love Will's Pub too, but you know, like Father Sweet, we, we've had Steven on the show. Oh, cool! I feel like Like Father should be Tom's favorite band. Like Tom's not here right now, but that's yeah. like definitely right up his alley. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yep. Eddie's the man. We love Eddie. Cool. Well, like I said, thanks for hanging, guys. Super for having us. To for everyone to hear the single, uh, I. I got it now, so I'm going to be blasting it <laughs> the next couple of weeks before it comes out. And uh, just wish you guys all the best. Hopefully you guys can get on the road again and stop in North Carolina or, you know, Charlotte, wherever. Yeah. And we'd love to see you guys. And if not, maybe, uh, who knows, maybe we'll be down in Orlando for year three of Bar Down Breakfast. Mm, who knows? That'd be cool. Very cool. All right. Well, all right. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Peace. Later. Later.